0: Five for one, welcome our new gentlemen overlords.
1: Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing?
2: Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. Guys, how you doing? <laughs> Yo, bro. Hey, bro. How I did.
0: Doing? doing good. Sun's high in the sky. We're inside podcast. This is—is is this
2: like the earliest we've ever potted before? We're this is a little BTS. Potted? We're like it's noon, it's fucking noon. Right uh, now. Yeah, we maybe, maybe so.
1: Recorded in the morning at like nine o'clock. Have I, we? I think so. Did I we? said definitely, but I, oh, I think so. Maybe like on a, a weekend, but or like, yeah, exactly. It
2: does. There's a new energy to the podcast right. right now, and it's not yeah. the like weird lurker night energy that we usually have on this,
0: like. This is a new format, so regardless of your guys' schedules, like we're always recording at this time now.
2: Hope you're ready for it. Yeah, I hope you can Um, feel the vitamin D coming out of our our, uh, throats as we're talking. Anyways, (laughs) uh, let's talk about some movies we've seen.
0: Don't you forget about me? Look my way, girl. <laughs>
1: Something breakfast.
2: Movies we've seen. Robert, what movies have you seen? Um, let's see.
0: Uh, well, I very you know, can we talk about a movie I almost saw? <laughs> okay, <laughs> movies we've almost seen. No, I did think about watching that uh, that other Riddick movie. Is it just called Riddick? Just Riddick, the movie, the 20, yeah. 2013
2: or whatever. Mm-hmm. but um but then, then there out. was the the mtv series with rob dyrdek where he comments on the movie riddick which is riddick riddick illusness mm. hello so, anyway, so I, I thought about mm. so i thought about watching that
0: i chickened out figured it would it would maybe even be better pot, uh fodder for the pod if we ever revisit it we ever if we ever do, we ever
1: do F- potter as we call it mm-hmm. harry potter so we do,
0: um yeah if we ever do uh, our annual, an, an annual revisiting of Riddick related materials. <laughs> like we can do the anime next year Dark and then the year Fate, after that yeah. we can do the Riddick. Yeah. We can talk about the video game.
1: We got to play the game.
0: Yeah. We got to play through the whole game. So let's start now so we can be ready for next year. Was, for the... Is it a,
2: that's a three, that's like an original Xbox game, right? Oh, is it? I think it's on Xbox. I don't know if it was. Oh yeah, maybe it is. Because It would be, it'd be way too late for that to be a three sixty game.
1: It has to be old enough to be emulated at this point.
2: I just like I one of us has I to don't find... think anyone should emulate it to be honest it's not very good <laughs> one of us is oh oh, have to... oh emulate emulate one of us is gonna have to track down an old xbox play with those fucking ham size Yeah, you have to play with the one that has the giant logo that's like yes. as big as the, the <laughs> yeah. normal
0: controller is now yeah um anyway so I should actually talk about movies I did see uh the naked gun from the files of police squad rewatch that love that comedy I uh, watched it with my sister-in-law who would never seen it and she loved it. She's a big and OJ she, fan, right? Yeah. I was, as soon as I said, OJ, she was on board. She was like, yeah. Um, who, who is, he's very, he's in it very briefly. He's funny for his like he's, moment of getting fucked he, up. And you're kind of like hilarious yeah, in those movies. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, honestly, you deserve this. I hope you, I, I do hope you get wet paint on you and a bear trap on your leg.
2: Um, <laughs>
0: That is so funny that like of all the stuff happening, like he burns himself, blah blah. One of them is wet paint. He like hits it, and he goes, "Oh no!" And <laughs> wet paint on his jacket. It's just like, such a funny. He runs into a wedding cake. Um, so hilarious. I love that style of comedy. The it, it sucks that since then we've had just like lesser and lesser versions of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like the oh, I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers, but like you know. Not even not another teen movie, because I feel like there's some funny stuff in there. But,
2: like, you know, once it got to, like, meet the Spartans and all that shit. I just saw saw an advertisement on my Roku for one of those that I had not thought about probably since it came out, which was Dance Flick. Mm -hmm. They did one on all the dance movies? They made a spoof movie about, like, Save the Last Dance and Stomp the Yard Mm. and Step Up. Like, it was just, like, these... You want to talk about, like, oversaturating the market. There was one that just... I forgot. There was Meet the Spartans. There was Superhero Movie. Mm -hmm. And I had just forgotten completely about one called Dance Flick, which was just, like... I mean, I guess that
0: there's enough movies to justify it. But also, like, Meet the Spartans, to me, seems the most egregious. Because, like, is the title literally just, like... Meet the Parents. It mentions the movie 300 and also other movies? Yeah. It just is about nothing or, well, you know it's just ridiculous. Um
1: I feel like I used to own that movie though. Like somebody left it somewhere and I ended up with it. Oh,
2: I guess I'll keep this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nobody <laughs> else is going to keep it. I guess <laughs> I will.
1: I don't think it um, ever got watched and probably ended up back at Goodwill.
2: Yeah, I rebought the Criterion
0: version recently. It's pretty good.
2: <laughs> the 13 movie collection. Mhm.
0: Um watched that watched um you know, I got a Blu-ray of Speed Racer. Could because work. I've been talking about uh, we talked about briefly about maybe covering it again on the podcast. We had we had way back in our uh, episodes. We've we've covered it once. Um, ended up doing something else instead. Weird, weird choice. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I bought the Blu-ray because I, I mentioned on the pod and I think to you guys that I am considering renting out a theater at some point and uh, playing it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have a Blu-ray best quality I could to to do that. I think a lot of theaters either you need to own it or. You know, they need to be play it through. Supply a, a copy like of that. it somehow. Yeah, don't you want them to stream just,
1: it. You should have borrowed my uh, film reel of uh, Speed Racer. <laughs> 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 oh, my IMAX film reel.
0: Damn. Yeah, I need to find an IMAX theater I can rent out now too. <laughs> um, but what I did is, I got it and I was like, awesome. And I put it in my PlayStation Four and I was like, let's see how this baby looks. Look gorgeous. And I'm like, all right, get to Check it out for a little bit. See how it's going. Watch the whole damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. Why
1: not? It's just so, so
0: good. Um, Love that movie. And I am just so excited at the prospect of seeing that in a theater with people. So we will see. Um, Also watched uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Honor Among Thieves. Might be covering that on the podcast soon. I will probably rewatch it again for that screen or that episode just because Currently, it's one of two favorites of the year for me. I think so. Just kind of where I'm going on mm-hmm. that. I'm just it's so I'll keep my the details. since since it's so new to myself. We'll talk about it another time. But excellent, excellent movie. And um, I believe that's on Paramount Plus. If you have a subscription to that, that's free on the the app now. Um, last thing, other than the movie that we're going to cover later, uh, Dirty Dancing which I had not seen in a long time, but another one that um, my sister-in-law had never seen and invited us over to watch it. Um, it's a good movie. It's, you know, the subject matter ultimately. I think people like, are like, like the dancing part and forget that there's a whole abortion, not even subplot plot yeah. In the movie. Yeah. So that, that's very, you know, distressing. Um, but I believe it's Jerry, is it Jerry Orbach? Jerry that's Orbach. the dad in that. Yep. Yeah. He's excellent. Uh, obviously, Patrick Swayze is such a hunk. Basically, I think Valerie has been ruined by 90s men. From what I gather, she's just like, why did it, why was every, all the men much more attractive then? <laughs> it's like, I don't know what to tell you. Also, I'm right here. What the fuck? Like, what a rude thing to say. Um, yeah, to your
2: brother-in-law. Why aren't you hotter?
0: <laughs> I meant more like just an insult to males. You know what? Guys need to stand up for themselves. Yeah. It's
2: been way too hard for us for about
0: I think men need more months. rights
2: is what I'm thinking. <laughs> Um but I, yeah, I, I really like revisiting that. I've got a have is... got a movie star for you that I'll talk about in a few minutes if men's rights is your new avenue.
0: Uh oh, okay. That's ominous. Um no, it's really good and I do a very different movie, but basically she's seen no other Swayze. So I was <laughs> like, you need to see Ghost, you need to watch uh Broadhouse, um and Oh, the other yeah, that's a good good moment. Uh Max for the for the <laughs> listeners, Max just ripped out his own throat with <laughs> his own throat out which means he won't be talking about the movies he's seen. <laughs> um she wanted to watch tremors and i said please wait because i would watch that with you i love that movie so she's gonna wait not a, another not swayze, a swayze classic not a swayze but she was pivoting to bake i think she was doing bacon films at this point so mm. um all right uh i think looking at my list yeah i think that's all i've seen for movies for now max what about you
1: uh, yeah, that's it for movies I've seen. I <laughs> I've uh, been pretty busy so I haven't yeah, been yeah, able yeah. to watch any of the movies. How about you, Andrew?
2: Uh we watched Kindergarten Cop and Ooh, um, nice. I had I've not seen that movie in a long time and you know, parts of it don't hold up especially well. There's a whole like scene about one of the kids, one of the like boys in the class playing with dolls and he's worried about the boy playing with dolls and there's an implication that the kid might be gay. It's just like Right. This is like 1990. This is this is humor for that time. But um, for a movie of its that's really of its time, I thought it held up pretty well other than that particular moment. And the part towards the end where like they're rushing him out because he's been shot. And the kids are like, Mr. Kimball, are you okay? I was like, oh my God. I started crying. I was like, fuck, that was these kids are so
0: good. I there's a lot of great kid actors in that. And also like, don't let the kid it's like The Simpsons uh trials of horror when Martin dies and they're po- wheeling him out of the yeah. class and the sheet falls off. It's like, yeah. don't let the fucking kids see the shot teacher with Yeah. Them. I almost said something Grim, but I'll leave it you know, I'll keep it to myself. But um Yeah, we've been to that. I've seen that school, too. That's in the same town as the Goonies' house in Astoria.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it was was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed it. Um, Also watched Knock at the Cabin.
1: Oh,
0: boy. So two of the three overlords have seen it now. And what is your
2: your, uh, review? (laughs) It's okay. Like, in terms of...
1: How how dare you? (laughs) In
2: terms of, like, Shyamalan movies, like, it... Oh, hold
0: on a second. Max needs to finish
2: his mud. Yeah, he just did take drinking. a big sip of something. Um, it oh, could it's, there could it's have too, been oh. too
1: funny in terms of Shyamalan movies. Yeah, that's there's a, a big it's qualifier. a qualifier. There's
2: a big qualifier. It's it's too long. Like they really it's it's based on like a pretty short book, and so like they really padded out a lot of it with like extrani- extr- extraneous like yeah. Backstory scenes, which I didn't think was necessary. Um The one thing I will say, I think this is maybe Batista's best performance. And so, like, for that, he's really good in it. Like, Dave Batista's really good in it. Like, he's He manages to play menacing and like kind of kind hearted at the same time, too. Like <clears throat> There's a there's a part, portion of the movie where you're supposed to kind of feel like are they lying and I think like Rupert Grant you really get a sense he's trying to deceive somebody but like Batista has like an earnestness to his performance that I was like I believe that this jacked up six foot three 350 pound guy is like a second grade teacher like he just has like a kindness to him that I was like I do kind of believe him but I it's too long it did not need to be made it's it's pretty it's pretty grim which like you know i'm just like i'm i'm kind of out on like really nihilistic stuff so i it i don't know like i think max you hated it i absolutely i didn't i sounds like i can't wait to love it (laughs) i didn't mind it i thought it was okay i didn't i wasn't like mad that i watched it but i don't think it was a movie that needed to be released have you
0: looked into, did you look into or did or familiarize yourself with the ending of the book versus the movie?
2: Yeah, yeah. once I saw and what the do you movie, think of the change? Once I saw the movie, I read up on the book. and I'm glad they made I don't want to say what it is, but I'm glad they made the change from the book to the movie because that shit is too fucking grim. Sure. So you know, all right. Uh, I also watched Shazam Fury of the Gods, as we all mm. know. as we all know, HBO Max switched over to Max yesterday and uh shazam,
1: you're welcome
2: shazam fury of the gods premiere
0: this is all on- your
1: fault isn't it <laughs> hey man God. i'm just getting in the way it's just a, a mouthful that you don't need the,
0: the thing that uh my buddy uh told me about today or someone posted my buddy posted today so first of all is it true that you have to download a separate app it okay so in Max.
2: so like on my roku or your, your hbo has that catalog now also or something so on my on the roku which is the main thing we watch on, it just switched over to max yesterday morning. Like we didn't have to do any updating. It just switched by itself. We okay. did have, now the transition was not smooth. Like I had to sign in about 16 different times before it finally recognized my previous profile. So it was not smooth. And- Only
1: 16 and you're you're saying that's not smooth. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's <laughs> <you> do, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see you friendly. do a new app. <laughs> um,
2: so I, you know, Nothing about HBO Max has been easy or simplistic. So, of course, when they switch over, it's also not going to be easy and simplistic. But, like, now that it's there, it's working. So, I think it just had. Sorry, go ahead. I just had some kinks to work out. Um, that, now that being said, was it worth all that doing that to watch Shazam Fury of the Gods? No. (laughs) (laughs) I, um,. I didn't know what I was expecting from the movie. I I like the first Shazam. I was gonna say. Do you, yeah, I think I liked. I liked it. I, I yeah, think the first Shazam. It's fun. Is fun. It's it's I, to me. It's like the, like I think easily the funnest DCEU movie. And to put out a sequel, where the only thing that you do is you add, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu. And it's mm-hmm. boring. I just I'm dumbfounded. Like I just. How- Go ahead. How
1: do you rank it in in terms of the three movies? So Shazam and Black Adam and this one.
2: <sighs> Man, I
1: because
0: yeah, really, one used to be called Shaz- One's Shazam, but says Shazam, but one's Captain Marvel, but not. Also, how do you rank it with Captain Marvel?
2: It <laughs> used to be Captain Marvel. Um, it's got to Gosh, is it? Yes, yeah, gods are in it. We know. Is it worse than Black Adam? I don't think so. You really, yeah, because I feel like you really wow. didn't like Black Adam. So. I don't think it's worse than Black Adam, but not by a lot. Like, there's a there is a there's at least fun in this movie versus Black Adam is it just sucks the whole way through. There's a scene where uh, f- is it Frankie the the brother with the crutch or the I friend couldn't with the call crutch? You. Um, he's on a bit of an adventure with the wizard, Jimon Hunsu. Mm-hmm. That that. <laughs> collection of the, of the movie which is like collectively like maybe 10 minutes is they have really fun chemistry with each other. Like I was like this is fun. This part of the movie is fun. Everything was Zachary Quinto who is the aforementioned like newly founded men's rights activist. Um I don't know if you heard he was on like jo- he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. It was like that Jordan Peterson has like really good ideas. And so I was just like mm. oh fuck you dude. It's the easiest <laughs> thing in the world for some people to just not
0: open their anything. mouth yeah not not that I want someone to secretly be shitty necessarily but like it's just so funny to me how people will torpedo their own careers yeah. and 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 fandoms he by also, being,
2: he yeah. also posted I don't know if you guys saw the whole like him having a meltdown about people not seeing Shazam <laughs> Fury of the Gods.
1: but like <laughs> I,
0: I saw a thing about it. And there was like a, an edit in it where it made it sound like he was talking shit about another movie. And it turns out that wasn't the case, but he was still complaining that people weren't seeing his movie. Yeah. So there was
2: also, yeah. he posted like some, there was some like Shazam Fury of the Gods was trending. And this was the same day that Lance Reddick died. And so he, he took a screenshot of the t- trending topics on Twitter and said, "Let's keep it going." And he didn't crop out the like below it, where Lance Reddick was trending also. And so people were just like, "Do you know what cropping is, man? Like, can you edit this at all, or like read?" Like, the hey, room? I just act. I don't know. I'm not an editor. Yeah. So, uh, man i I thought it was really boring. It's too long. Some, I mean, like, there's a hated they, that trailer too. The trailer sucks. I and like the they have a scene. I don't know how this scene exists where he's saying to Helen Mirren, Hey, I've seen the fast and the furious movies. I know about family. And it's just like, she's in those movies. Like, how did you make this scene without it being like somewhat tongue in cheek or something like to well, do I mean, it? Wasn't that the, the point of it? Why would he reference it? Otherwise? Cause she was like, she, what he's doing is he's trying to trap her. And like the other, sh- the other, Aren't they, like are- at an
0: in and out or some shit. Yeah.
2: And so, like, they're trying to trap her, and like the other the other Shazams are supposed to like fly down and like and like attack her, but they're all late. So like, he's he's saying, "Yeah, I I've seen the Fast and the Furious. I know something about family." And then like, the family's supposed to come down, but then they're late. Family,
0: come on, yeah. He's like trying to.
2: So that's where that comes in, but it's like it's there's no like like beat or pause to be like, "Oh, he, it's funny because she's in the Fast and the Furious." It's just, I it was. This was a it's just a fucking misfire. And again, like the fact that these last DCEU movies are just like limping to the finish line. Hey, you know who's not limping? The Flash. <laughs>
0: I've heard from multiple people that it's the greatest superhero movie ever. Uh I won't be seeing that in theaters. Yeah, uh probably don't not. really care.
2: Um Yeah, it just I it just isn't fun and like whenever like fucking Zachary Quinto, there's a, they have Thrones in their little Shazam layer and he's doing the, like, the, the, you know, this, this sit, the, like, you know, like the thing that the like same Black, Adam's Black Adam's Adam? doing and yeah, yeah, just like, he's doing the same thing and just like. Wait, did you say
0: Zachary Quinto?
2: Zachary Levi, sorry. Oh. um, I was Like Spock's in this motherfucker? Yeah.
1: So yeah, Zachary Levi, Zachary Quinto should have been directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm
0: visionary it's just it's not fun and then like that's fun. so wild to be like the shazam movie it, like i would say shazam and aquaman are the two most fun of those dceu movies mm-hmm.
1: i mean and if you're the newest suicide squad
0: yes. oh sure yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know you're right that that is good too but it's still like grim in the terms of like the subject matter it feels like you know there's like more people dying and stuff like that it feels like the first Shazam is Oh, well, that's not true. There's some crazy stuff in the first Shazam, like yeah. those demons are freaky and kill a bunch but of. But it people.
1: is, it is, yeah, it is more family friendly though. Yes, I guess because they have a family in it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and also he's seen the Fast and Furious movies. Apparently, do you think Helen Mirren was on the red carpet and was like, "Oh, I'd love to be in those Fast and the Furious movies," and then that's how they cast her? And then she was also like, "Ooh, but I would, I would probably just have to be doing a paycheck to be in the Shazam movie," and then get and her then in, get her in. <laughs> she wants
2: in. Yeah, just not fun. I that's what you want from the, that movie is for it to be fun and it's not. So that's it's too bad. But.
1: That's a damn shame that they didn't learn what made the first one successful. Yeah.
2: yeah. I I don't know what happened. Like, it, it, I don't know. Like, you know, sometimes you can watch the movie and you can see like studio interference or like conflicting, you know, like there's too many voices in the kitchen and like somebody, you know, like nobody's voice is coming through. I just don't know what happened. Like, it just kind of feels like, they rushed a movie out almost and like
1: this, this was the rock when he thought that he like owned the DC yeah. universe and he was like, I'm not gonna be in this movie, it's too silly, it has to be more serious or something. And then
2: they tried to make it more serious to like appeal to you know the the uh, power the power balance shifting in the DC universe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah. I oh, hope anyway. that's not the case.
2: Um all right, let's talk about some TV shows we've seen. <laughs>
1: tv shows we've seen <laughs> we've seen
2: robert what are you seen?
0: um other than just uh a couple more episodes of that um unicorns warriors eternal i haven't really watched a ton of tv um and i did wonder if hey i'll just bring it up on the pod now are we going to be covering secret invasion when that comes out soon
2: oh, i think we have to right for the mini
0: uh, yeah, I mean, I I was I assumed, but I wasn't I just wasn't sure. I think that comes out next month. Yeah. Um, yeah. So kind of kind of light on the TV for me. I probably walked probably seen an episode of something playing somewhere and walked on by. Yeah. I thought this isn't even worth telling that overlords about. <laughs> um. So like all I'll,
1: those other ones that you watch half of at the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But I do. I mean, I do tend to actually like watch something and then like finish it later because I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to keep you know watching that. Mm-hmm. Not this time. Max
1: what about uh, you? So yeah, Max. Uh I watched a couple episodes more of The Little Drummer Girl and uh I'm enjoying that one. Um it's kind of about uh, Israel and uh Palestine and the stuff going on there and um but in like the 60s 70s and it's weird cuz it it seemed like it was taking a very like anti-Palestinian um stance thing like it's it's kind of i guess it's more just told from the perspective of the uh israeli side uh like israeli secret agents essentially um and uh it seems like it's turning at this point in the show to like be opening up the the negatives of the side that it's telling from which is kind of cool so we'll see we'll see where that goes um but it's good. It's got a lot of star power in it. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see the rest of it. Uh, directed by the same director who did old boy and, um, and, uh, the rest of the vengeance uh, mm-hmm. trilogy. Cool. Oof. Oh, okay. And then just dropped my phone. I also watched the goes wrong show. I don't know if you've uh, heard of that. Nope. It's like a, a comedy show where they, they do a lot of, Physical comedy based on like I've only watched two episodes, but like, uh, the it's like a live performance, but they've built the stages incorrectly, and so they just kind of the actors supposedly have to just like deal with oh, that's um, fun the fact that the stage is incorrect, and so like in in one of them they have uh like a courtroom that was built at the wrong scale, so everything's really small, and everyone's like scrunched in there. And then they have these other, like these two, uh, set pieces that break in the middle and like, you know, pull apart, uh, and come back together. And then they end up putting the wrong sets together. So you have half of one set, half of another set. And they're kind of like repeating the things that they've done in the other set, but using all the, I don't know. And then the other, the other one that they build or the the other episode that I watched, they built one of the scenes at a 90 degree angle like it takes place in the south and it's called 90 degrees and so be based on the temperature but uh instead they build the set at 90 degrees and mm. so you have this long table that's standing up and there there's like they're supposed to be handing stuff to each other or pouring uh, a glass of whatever but it's just like you know falling all the way to the other side they, they switch the camera so it looks like you know the actors are just there but they're all like tensing up because uh they've got they have to maintain you know like sitting up at the table mm-hmm. even though they would be falling over what is this on I I think it was just maybe on Roku. I'm not sure exactly. Oh. Like just the, the Roku channel or whatever. Channel or whatever yeah. Um yeah I was I don't know if that's what it was. It was definitely watched on a Roku but I don't know if that's uh if it was Roku specific uh so yeah sorry i couldn't tell you that but that was pretty funny i was laughing pretty loud at that they did a pretty good job and like it's kind of amazing some of the physical comedy that they were doing that like seemed pretty dangerous at points um like it seemed like they were doing that uh, sitting in one spot and they weren't even strapped in at certain points or i don't know kind of crazy or like actually throwing beer cans to like someone up at the top of the table but it could like fall down and hit whoever was at the bottom potentially. Um, anyway, yeah, I would check it out or maybe I'll, I'll watch some more of that. I also watched the first episode of the new season of queer eye and bold my eyes out. Uh, they go to a frat. Um, this is in new Orleans, I think. And they go to a frat and kind of shape them up and like, uh, it's kind of a, a different frat than you would expect or that they aren't like the frat boys that you might think of when you think of a frat in some ways, in some regards, the fact that they're like really gnarly and messy and all their stuff is like, um, a pizza boxes everywhere. Um, but they do some, some really good breaking down of toxic max, masculinity and mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, men not being able to express themselves or, um, deal with emotions in a healthy way oh is so, this is what you
0: were talking about about the men's rights and stuff
1: yeah that's, that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> andrew's with me on this one <laughs> uh yeah so i just i just think that uh jordan peterson has a lot of good points
2: uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: join queer eye wow <laughs> yeah he's the he's the, he's the dietician one I now mean, he's like just eat
2: raw meat Huh. I, you can't go you can't go wrong with just more men in his eyes, so you know, it feels like the natural turn for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh but that's all I've watched, just a few episodes here and there. How about you, Andrew?
2: Uh I started watching it halfway through this the run of Avatar the Last Airbender.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd never mm-hmm. watched well, it. Well you before.
2: really are on Shyamalan Kick. <laughs> yeah, the movie. <laughs> I'm watching the movie. Uh,
1: you're you're just on an Avatar kick, maybe.
2: Yeah. Hey.
0: Hey, another um, thing we might cover on the pod soon.
2: I it's really it's really good. My friend had recommended it to me and I was like, yeah, I'll I'll give it a watch. I'd never really given it much of a chance before and, and where I'm at right now is like, is you know, about halfway through season 2 and it's just like, man, this show is really good. Like through the first season, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it and it's, you know, something to kind of keep on while I do other stuff. And now I'm like very invested in the show, so it's, okay. Well, I, I've never seen it. I don't really want. to don't really want spoilers. So I don't. Kind of didn't wish
0: I didn't know there was a second season. But you know, <laughs> just, just tread lately, I guess you know. Just not. Don't say
2: too much. So okay. I won't. You know. s- I won't. Also mention there's a third season, and then of course that there's a follow up series. So, uh, fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said I wouldn't say it. Do you think you'll do uh, Legend of Korra? I think after? so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've, ne- I've never actually. Yeah. I. I, I was. I was joking but also I've never actually seen these either and I've equally heard such great things I just Mm. haven't sat down and done it Yeah,
2: so enjoying that a lot and then I watched all the episodes of the Peacock series Mrs. Davis Mm. which is uh, Betty Gelpin she's a nun taking on a uh, artificial intelligence Robert has stepped away from the computer finally yeah okay now we can stop saying what we really think about Robert ah um yeah, Mrs. Davis taking on a rogue AI and it's uh. Damon Lindelof is one of the creators of the show. And there's some there are some uh Damon Lindelof trappings in it that aren't my favorite. But in terms of like a and, you know, there are questions that go unanswered by the end of the season. And it wraps up in a way that makes me think that it's a one-season show, so in typical Damon Lindelof fashion, there's just um, some stuff that you will never know <coughs> about <laughs> as much Polar as you Bear like to. shows too. up. So, I liked it. I thought it was a very fun show. Betty Gilpin is great in it. Um, the whole cast is really good. It's funny. It's kind of surprising. Um, it's a little... You know, in the way that I talked about uh, The Legend of Vox Machina, like, it can be a little lordy. like, look at how far we can push the boundaries, you know, that sort of humor, which is not always my favorite. But I thought it was worth watching. I mean, if you have Peacock, I think it's a worthwhile, it's eight episodes, each episode's like 45 minutes to an hour. I enjoyed it. And I think, like, now that it's all out, you can watch it in one sitting if you'd want to it's a long sitting but i don't know i thought it was fun it was good interesting okay right on all right uh fellas let's talk about the movie that we are gathered here to talk about i did not have time to come i had time i just didn't do it i didn't come up with a spoof (laughs) so in place of that let's play the real theme song of ant-man and the wasp quantum mania
1: I don't
2: know. I couldn't think of anything (laughs) better. Uh, and the Wasp: quantum mania streaming on Disney plus starring Paul Rudd, Catherine Newton, uh, bleeped out, uh, uh, Michael Douglas, some other actor
0: that we can't talk about in advertising anymore.
2: Michelle Pfeiffer. And (laughs) yeah, the the guy who sunk Creed three. I think if you literally
0: like look at the description, it's like, you know, Ant Man and the Wasp fight a new uh, dangerous force. The coming for like, they can't, they don't say, like, name check Kang. They don't say. <laughs> yeah. Take on stuff Redacted.
2: And... Yeah. Um. So this is streaming on Disney Plus. Uh, Would you guys recommend people log on to Disney Plus to watch Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania?
0: My boys, I saw this in theaters long before you did. And uh, I've never
2: seen it in theaters, so.
0: I uh I wasn't happy then and I wasn't happy rewatching it now. I would not recommend
1: people go see this.
2: Max, what about you? Uh
1: I was kinda digging it um in the beginning. I thought there was some fun stuff, but I think by the time uh spoilers. By the time Modoc showed up, I was <laughs> like starting to check out. Uh I am pretty, so pretty confused awful. about that, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> I,
0: I, like, I, I, I will we'll get into it.
1: But but some of the early stuff uh, had some cool visuals, had a, like cool world building, uh, some fun stuff. That, yeah, I guess <laughs> Robert's kind of like uh, moving his head. Like, did it did well, it really have world building? I don't know if no, it did, but it set a good scene. I think
0: the worlds are, the world is moving and building itself sometimes, but <laughs> I don't know if it was doing a the world building of it all. I'm not so sure. No, I was gonna say.
2: I want to hear what Andrew thinks too. We'll we'll get into yeah that. yeah uh, because of Robert you sort of painting yeah you this is your fault like everybody the world at large l- largely did not like this movie so That's true, I yeah. was I was anticipating not liking it sure. and it's not great and I would certainly put it in the bottom tier of Marvel movies mm-hmm. I didn't hate it like I. Like by the end of the movie, both me and my wife were like, "Yeah, that was kind of it was kind of fun." Like, I think the the biggest downside of it is that it doesn't feel like it's a part of the previous Ant Man movies.
0: Yeah, and so it, it, to me, it's 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 not doing any of the stuff that made the
2: other Ant Man's fun. It's and not. Yeah, I mean, like un, the un the unfortunate thing, the largest unfortunate thing is that, um. I've already f- lost his name in my own mind. Uh, the guy who plays Kang. Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. The-, the worst thing is that he's a piece of shit. And I mean that in like a real world setting. That's the worst thing is that he's a real world piece of shit. For this movie, it's unfortunate because this is largely a Kang vehicle that just so happens to feature Ant-Man, the Wasp, Cassie, Hank Pym, and uh, Janet. Like, There's... The, the this could be anybody else like this movie could literally be any other characters that happen yeah. to fall into the quantum realm and the the main feature of this is letting you know what a what sort of threat Kang is going to be for the larger Marvel universe this oh. being almost entirely disconnected from the other two Ant-Man movies which i know David Dashmalkian is in this movie as the little blob creature. Mm -hmm. But the fact that his three friends are not in this movie for one second is weird, right? Like there's not like, yeah, I thought for sure there would be a scene because they go into the quantum realm within like 30 seconds of the movie. Like it's, you know, not that fast, but like it's within the first five minutes. And I thought for sure there would be some scene. They cut back to the lab and the three friends walk in. They're like, Hey Scott, we've got this. Scott, Scott? Where's Scott? You know, like, T.I., um, David Dasmalekian, and uh, Michael Pena are not in this. Like, David Dasmalekian is, but his the character that he plays, the three friends, are not present in this movie at all. Not even for, like, a flashback. And I was just like, why? Like, why are his friends not in this? We see, um, we see, uh, God, what's his name? The agent from...
0: Oh, yeah, he's getting lunch with him yeah. for, from uh, from WandaVision and yeah. the other Ant-Man. Uh, he's in there for two. two seconds,
2: and it's just like, there's just no... It felt completely disconnected from everything else. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know how we want to kind of approach it, but like...
2: The other thing that kind of is
0: confusing to me, and it didn't need to include this, but I think there's a there was a lot in the advertising and the actual name that, to me, implied that there was going to be a time element. Yeah. Am I am I crazy? Kang says, hey, you've missed all these years. You wish and you know they're setting up, oh, Cassie went on this path, she became a criminal too, and and you wish you had all this time because of the snap that you were stuck in the quantum realm. I can give that back to you. I have a chair that can go to any other dimension and also any time in another dimension. I can send you back. I can give you back that lost time. Time, 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 time. time. Quantumania. Quantum time. It never I was just like, it never ended up being a thing. Maybe that's my own fault, but to me that it implied, I, I don't know. I was expecting some sort of travel in that sense. Uh, so I thought that was weird not to include.
2: Yeah. I think if time you're travel? not.
1: Cause, yeah. Cause it just ends up being uh, more of just another multiverse thing, but a multiverse thing in a way where you're just stuck in one verse.
2: I Yeah. That's the thing is yeah. I, I don't understand why this story was being told through an Ant-Man movie. Cause like, He's the wrong, he's the wrong hero to go up against a Kang, like the first one to really f- face with, because like what we're supposed to come away from this movie is like, holy shit, Kang's dangerous. And I'm going to get right to the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, Ant-Man, I feel like who kind is, of.
2: Ant-Man, who is thought of as like kind of the comic relief and joke of the Avengers, they beat Kang. And you know, we find out that there's a thousand more Kangs, at least. But like,
1: and the, also, they reveal some of those at the at the very end, maybe in the credits. Yeah, and those, I'm not looking forward to seeing more of those new Kangs. No, me
2: neither. <laughs> but it's just like, is this was not the way? One looks so much like the high evolutionary.
0: Have you seen that? Haven't seen it yet. Okay, but you have you seen what that character looks like? Yeah. Okay, he looks he looks like a weird face on like a, on a sort of
2: silvery and purpley body. And I was like, what, what the hell? Yeah. Like, I just, I he... just thought if we're, if we're supposed to believe that Kang is this super imposing villain, having him be defeated, at least one of them defeated in the first showing of him is a mistake. And like, you know, John, the major sucks, but like, he's a good actor. And I just feel like everybody in this movie like, you know, Paul Rudd could be asleep and still be charismatic. Like, he's just, he's fun to watch on screen doing whatever. Like, he could be reading the phone book and it'd be like, God, he's really funny. Um, So it's, he's good in this, like, he's good in this being Scott. And I think Catherine Newton and him have, for this being their first time playing father and daughter, they have excellent father-daughter chemistry in this movie. Mm. I think their stuff together is really fun. I will give this the mm-hmm. movie this. I think like they're both fun in it. Their chemistry as father and daughter is fun. Um, but and she's good in this too. Catherine Newton's good in this. But like fucking Evangeline Lily's not given much to do in this. Again. For a movie called Am on the Wash, she is doing nothing. She's doing nothing. And like she's just basically escorting her parents around the quantum realm.
1: Yeah, yeah. they they I feel like they're they're really messing her character up they're really not giving her much to do yeah another person who
0: was maybe not had the didn't have the best takes uh during the pandemic so i'm also kind of back and forth on it i want to you know i want to address these as like the characters in the movies and not necessarily the them outside of it but it's hard not to sometimes but i feel like michael douglas is doing had more to do somehow and i think he was also getting paid per time he said ants because he said ants a lot. <laughs> it was like his job to remind people that this movie had ants in it previously and will have more ants in it later and that he likes them. He it, likes it seemed them. to be what yeah. his direction was. Yeah. Um. Oh, and Bill Murray, man, just a, not a, just a
2: weird cavalcade of folks that maybe aren't so good. He, weird stuff. His cameo in this was so unnecessary. And it, to me, like, that's exactly the kind of fan service that I hate, which is like, it adds nothing to the movie. It in fact is a distraction from the movie, and it's he's just there to make you go, "Ha, ha, 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 ha Bill Murray!" The Yay! reveal is literally like ship
0: comes down, big, no, you know, music, you know, swells, and it's and it turns out it's Bill Murray, and that's and that's his scene essentially. He's right. he's in that restaurant, he gets attacked by a thing, and that's it.
2: And uh, his performance is he's just he's lifeless like he ca- does not care to be there and it's just like then why cast him if like you there's not there's not a chance a single person bought a ticket to see bill Murray in a marvel movie you know what i mean like it eh, added, i wouldn't it, put it past some people <laughs> i guess but for as much I'd as it? he's in the movie for like five minutes yeah
1: I didn't mind him being in there. I, I mean, maybe I also don't have the negative takes. I haven't heard what he's been up to. He's, I mean, he's you know, just, kind of, a, he's just kind of a he's just kind
2: of a surly asshole. Er,
0: I, I think he's been like he's been sort of lecherous, and I think he's in a new movie that Aziz Ansari is making that I think they had to shut production down on because of complaints about him on the set. Ah, uh, particularly with how he was treating some women. Cool. Not saying he put his hands on them, but like maybe being weird to the I don't know. Sure. That's what I heard. Good Stuff, fucking this stuff. world is good. <laughs> Send me to the quantum realm.
1: <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Well, let's um, talk about the quantum realm. Like, I, I, thought, oh, yeah, like, I do want to, yeah. When they first got there, it's this like, um, kind of a, a desolate wasteland where they first arrived, but they end up like meeting up with a crew and they're kind of like being guided through by, um, by Michelle Pfeiffer, who's been down there before and has made friends or figured out how to survive down there. And they end up getting these outfits from, uh, from this traveling group, mm-hmm. uh, that are very like Mobius inspired, uh, like very much the, the comic book, the French comic artist, Mobius mm-hmm. uh, Gerard, something or other. I forget uh, his real name, but, um, like the little Dave Bardo, the, the, yeah, that's the guy. Um, I don't know. They they looked really cool, and I was kind of excited for them to have this this world with a bunch of different types of aliens. People with like rock faces. People who are like you know gelatinous. People who are, are part alien. Whatever. Like part alien. What am I talking about? Part I don't part reptile. I don't I don't know exactly what they <laughs> had, but it was just like a a big mix of of uh, cool things to see, and I liked that part of it. Um, you know, seeing them explore and drink David Des Melchin's characters uh juice in order to like speak like just just weird things like like that felt very comic booky felt very um very uh, not necessarily new but just like a a fun romp mm-hmm. a fun adventure cool things <laughs> uh so i i was hoping that it would be more of that and so while i was still in that feeling i was like oh, okay bill murray's here that's all right he's just gonna play like a little little bit part as soon as he shows up you know he's not gonna be doing much in this movie that's that's my thought when i see bill murray i'm like he's in a movie he yeah like ghostbusters like, he's not gonna be doing
0: much in this movie
1: <laughs> i mean old old younger bill murray <laughs> is a different story but him now though it's like you you know it's almost always a
0: little cameo paycheck
1: or something. Yeah, exactly. Just just cashing in, uh, I keep his retirement going. Whatever you know that that's that's what he does now, um, and I'm I'm fine with it. Whatever, uh, see him. He plays a little bit part and he heads out. But uh, I was hoping it would be more of of that. Just you know, alien adventure, and then it kind of stops being that. When Modok shows up, I want to talk about Modok. I hate it.
0: Yeah, I the, want to talk about it too, but I want to say on uh, to add to what you were talking about, I think a big thing of Marvel movies in general, and this one I I heard a lot of it as well, was like, it looks like it looks bad. It looks bad. It looks like goop. Uh, everything is CG and it doesn't look good com- with the people in the, the world and stuff like that. And I kind of disagree with that to some degree. And I feel like maybe I'll get dragged by some people for saying so. But like I think if you compare this to like, uh, What's the other Marble one that came out this year? Uh Love I... and Thunder. What's that? Love and Thunder. That didn't come out this year, did it?
2: I guess it was late last year. Do you... Oh the Guardian? I was trying
0: movie? to remember if there was something else that looked Oh, Guardians. Think... Guardians. Um that movie looks fucking great. I know you guys haven't seen it yet, but like it looks great when it's using practical uh sets and costumes and stuff, it looks awesome. The CG actually Compliments and looks good when they use it. I think this one equally like when there's like a, a costume and a person's wearing like armor or something looks amazing. They do a great job. The 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 aliens that are practical and have like it's like a guy with like threads of his head going off and I don't know how much is added CG but like that looks cool. That looks great.
2: I would even I say they, a lot of the CG aliens I thought looked good. Too, whatever we want to call the I, I'm Quantum not Realm some of them don't inhabitants. I like. What's, what really colors my CGI complaint is Modoc, but I thought the first part of this movie, Max, as you were talking about, when they kind of get there and they're kind of, you know, meeting people and wandering around, it wasn't as good as, and it wasn't as colorful as, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of Valerian, where, like, it's mm-hmm. just a bunch of, like, interesting looking things. And so, mm-hmm. like, did all of them look great? No, but at least it was, like, it is an Ant-Man movie and Ant-Man's kind of one of the sillier Marvel franchises. So it allows them to kind of be a little goofier. So the fact that they didn't all look perfect, didn't bother me that much.
1: Yeah. So yeah, uh, I I definitely got those Valerian vibes from the beginning. I was like, okay, cool. And and yeah, probably another reason why I was really excited to see it. I do think that Marvel tends towards this like limited color palette and limited, uh, I don't know, contrast or something yeah. like that. Everything's got to be kind of in that like medium dark range yeah. that like cut it the fuck out. You're really hurting yourself by doing that. I am tired of the gray brown yeah. areas it's like this. It, it really makes things look bad regardless of how much effort you put into it. it. It really just like, it's boring to the eyeballs. They go, they fall asleep because you're not like, Exciting them in any way. (laughs) Well,
0: we've talked about this before too. It's like I hate the idea that like something has to be super ultra realistic mm -hmm. to be like to be good CG. Where like there's a part where they fly over this canyon and it's like you know these these bridges all crossing and it's like this kind of this subterranean looking area, but it's dark brownish black blue and just kind of blue lights and stuff. And I'm like, you're in especially in in the quantum realm. You I don't know what the fuck the quantum realm is. You can do whatever you want. You could come up with a new color if you want. Like, it could be a bright neon yellow, uh, you know, zone that they're in with, like, cactuses growing out of the clouds upside down, whatever the fuck you want to do. And it just seems weird that they're like, oh, but make sure that the crops, the the rocks are all, you know, appropriately shadowed and you can't see shit and blah blah. And so it's weird to me that in the same movie, they have effects that I think look really bad. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they look bad as, like, by choice. It's almost like... I can't describe it. Like, like, why does like the holo- why does like holograms look bad? Why when they get on the hologram mm-hmm. did it look like so shitty? And yeah. I was like, they've been doing holograms since Star Wars, and it has like a, an appropriate look. It just looks like they were like, oh fuck, we forgot to do the hologram. Uh, well, uh, put a filter, put a, like an iPhone filter or something over it. Like,
2: let's and Modok and Modok,
0: yeah, Modok. Like, what was going on with Modok? Like, Modok, why couldn't it be like my head? Why couldn't you film my head? Well, number one, I'm not an actor, so you wouldn't want me to be Modok, but <laughs> yeah. why don't they film the guy's head and like maybe make his face a little bit further in or, or add more of the head around it? Cause Modok is kind of, is a big head, but it's almost like his head is too big for even his features. Film it normal. Composite it correctly into the suit. Hell, you could even probably actually put a practical thing around that actor. I like that actor, by the way. Yeah around him and then later on add the the shaking legs and the guns coming out and stuff i think that would have been a better way to do it the way they did like this stretched out freaking I, I, yeah. I was just like mind boggled like was
2: that they like looked at it and they were like that's what I, we want that's I, that's modoc it to me looked like a a snapchat modoc filter like that they just that's, like it's yeah. the kind of thing you have with your phone you're doing it with your friends and like ah oh, you get to be modoc and it's just like stretched out face. I babyfied you. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's there's, just... I, I'm watching this and like, I, so for anybody who doesn't know, it's the care, it's Darren from the first movie. It, that actor, same character became Modok.
0: Yellow jacket.
2: That you're right. That this made it through quality control. And everybody said, this is good. Like, it's not just like, you know, like that this was going to be put into a major motion picture. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. looks so, like, we could have affected that better on our phones.
1: Especially when you know this is Marvel and you know this is Disney. There is no shortage of money there. Yeah. There is no shortage of support from, uh, from viewers, right? The money going in is certainly there. They break records every time they put out a fucking movie. So they could do whatever they want to. This is just their, uh, their cost-cutting. Uh, not giving their um, studios enough time and giving them bad direction. I think I also Uh, go ahead. Sorry. My guess is that the main reason this went wrong is because they wanted the performance of the actor and uh, like they basically gave them this thing. Like you have to put his whole face into this and the way that we're going to be doing that, because we want it one to one, we don't want it to be CG. We want to actually film the face and then put it on this body. But they didn't figure out the logistics of that. So basically, they're taking they're filming his face and they have to stretch it around in order to to make it work. And it did yeah. it didn't work. It didn't work. They should it- have just made like a a, a 3D copy that like.
0: Or like never taken his mask off or something like just flashback to that, it being Darren in the armor or something. The
1: mask is awful too. The mask I mean, the mask also, is awful,
0: but, but at least it looks consistent it's with the rest than, of his body. It's
2: better than the stretched out face. My theory is that the people at Disney, like it was an edict from them for him to look as much like the Darren actor because they think the fans are stupid and they wouldn't recognize him if he was like scarred up or yeah. like, you know, whatever. And so I think it was like, if we're going to make sure, if we're going to reveal that it's Darren, it has to look like Darren. Otherwise the fans are going to get it. Instead, yeah. like, I mean, I, they say every character gets a second to go Darren. Like that's like, the, the whole joke is every time he introduces himself, it like his, it, the wind is taken out of him. Cause they're like, huh, oh, that little dork is back. Right. So like, like we get, everybody gets a line to say like, you're here. And so I think like there was, I, this is just my guess because I've, been watching Vince McMahon my whole life and he thinks his audience is stupid that they think that if it had been a different looking guy, if Darren had been scarred up to look like MODOK looks like in the comics that we wouldn't be able to see that it's Darren. It, it, never mind I, that every character, like you said, gets a second to take the wind out of the sails and be like fucking Darren. What do you do? You know,
1: like, I mean, plus they, they do flashbacks in the middle of that too, yeah. to the older movie. They show some clips from it. Uh, Like, I wonder if this, I I agree with you. That's what, that's what I think. Like them trying to put his face and make it as recognizable as possible as the actor who's doing it is, is what killed it. I honestly think it could even have been a response to people not knowing who Darren is. And I don't like you, you say, oh, they treat the audience like they're stupid. They might've been stupid. (laughs) Why the fuck would you remember that this guy was the villain of like two movies ago of Ant-Man Which is is also like a decade ago. Do you remember how they took in the first Ant-Man movie, how they took out Ant-Man? Most people don't even remember what happened in there. And it really doesn't matter. He's, he's in that one single movie. He's not, not part of the whole complex. Um, like, I don't know. I, I honestly just think it was a mistake to have it be that character. I'm really, I'm, I, I like the character of Modok. I think that this was not the character of Modok. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is like the second time where they've tried to make Modok funny by being like, he's the mutant organism designed only for killing. And it seems like there's this writer, writer's room idea of, but what if he's just kind of generic? Do you remember Patton Oswald had a TV show yeah. mm-hmm. where... He had a family of other Modocs and kids and stuff like that like, whoa, isn't that so strange that that Modok, designed only for killing, is just a normal ass guy? <laughs> I never saw that
0: show, but at least it was like a show out of the MCU, and it feels like if that's the take they want to have on it, then whatever. But,
1: but what I'm saying is it's an ineffective take. Yeah. Sure. That's not funny. That's not sure. what makes Modok an interesting character. Him being that wily ass, like, I'm gonna get you, blah, 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 and then like failing all the time. That's, what, that's what's fun. That's what's good about Modok. But the idea of him just being an office worker or him being like, you know, just some gu- a CEO at a company that kind of failed like that's that's not cool. That's it just takes the wind out of what could be interesting about the character and just makes him kind of gnarly.
0: Yeah. It, it just seemed pointless to make him someone from another the other movie. Like, why couldn't it just be like Kang was like, oh, I met this weird guy down here. He's stuck mm-hmm. here, too. For the, it's for and... the
2: joke. It's for like the it's the phys- it's the it's the it's the it's that the, very good joke that everyone loves. That's the thing. <laughs> I've, I've always said, if you're going to change a character around and it's different from the comics, as long as it works, I don't care. Mm-hmm. This did not work. Sure. So like, work, this no. was, it was a bad execution. It was a bad idea. And like, it's, you know, I, unfortunately it's kind of emblematic of the movie, which is like, it's just, it's, it's an interesting idea. It was an interesting idea to have them down in the quantum realm and it's an interesting idea for them to introduce Kang this way, but it's all just executed in a poor way. And I don't know if that has to do with the script writer. I don't know if that has to do with Disney. The fact that it it sounds like um, Bob, one of Bob Iger's edicts was to... I didn't realize that the MCU had sort of fallen out of Kevin Feige's vision because like one of his edicts was to give the MCU back to Kevin Feige. And so I don't know if that means that like somebody else has been kind of helping or if like, he's been like, because there's more projects, if he's kind of like, you know, um uh, not on the helm on some of them right. as much or something. Cause
0: I was going to say like, they literally name check him and, and stuff in like She-Hulk. And that was fairly recently. Right.
2: So I don't know if it's what the, you know what's going on at Marvel but it it just felt like there was just a lot of collapse of quality control with this movie in in many different ways and like I said I don't hate the movie I think there are fun parts to it you know like the the last battle scene has good moments again I think both Paul Rudd and Catherine Newton are good in this Mm -hmm. and like I wish Wasp was given a little bit more to do I wish that the realms of the quantum realm had the rules of the quantum realm had held up from other movies. Like at the end of the first Ant-Man, Hank tells Scott, don't spend too much time there or you'll start to lose yourself. This movie, they just go there and they're fine. There's like no. Well, Apparently
0: he also didn't know very much about it because I, I, I assume that he was talking about kind of the floating into into nothingness. And he never got so small in that first movie that he ended up going
2: down and seeing a fucking city. Then I think somebody um, needs to say that because, like, otherwise yeah. that's just a standing rule that they just seem to have disregarded.
0: He does. I mean, yeah, I think he does kind of say, like, these are intelligent beings here. Wow. Like, I didn't know the idea was all of this. Like, this completely changes the laws of physics, reality, religion, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, so you're basically saying that, like, you assume that if you stayed down there too long, you would lose your mind. He guessed. And what actually happened is... There's something even deeper down there that is tangible and you can exist on it and on the head of a pin and or smaller, you're in this head of a pin. There's this vast place down there. Can we also talk about how they play so much and have a good time with getting small and then in the second movie getting small and large and in between? Like it's I think it's a really funny when his suit is malfunction, he's like little kid size, yeah. he gets to sneak into the school. I think it's great when he's building size and he's hiding against it and the suit deflates, not yeah. really him. All great stuff. That's just, that's Ant-Man. That's good stuff. There's no scale to anything here.
1: Yes, yes. You're not
0: on Earth, so there's no scale. So when this this thing that looks like a sun flies up and it's a big octopus that's like full of energy, I'm like, okay, he's he got bigger. But how big is this thing? Like, what is this thing? When he's in the the city later, and he's like, Kang, we had a deal. And I'm like, okay, I know he's smashing buildings, but like, how big are these buildings compared to Earth buildings? Because they're all just kind of I guess I know how big they are, but the. Can I say another thing too? And I'm sorry, I'm I'm such a hater, but. Go, go ahead, Max. I'll,
1: I'll. On on that just on that subject, when his daughter runs up because she also turns. We're big, both big. We're both big. There is absolutely nothing around either of them. They are like, it just looks like they are. Uh, I mean, it should look like they're on an empty set, but they look like they're on a green screen with an empty like 3D <laughs> yeah. world behind them. And there's no, there is, is, you're like you said, there's absolutely no, like, there are no people who are smaller than them around. There is n- zero. There's nothing. And and so, like, that line of, yeah, hey, we're big. Doesn't it feel weird? All this stuff. So flat. Because you're like, there's. They're there's like, not- right,
0: audience? <laughs> Aren't we?
1: <laughs> we? I mean, uh, you're you, normal. Done- you're, you're clearly both the exact same size that you would be if you were normal sized. Except, yeah, it's, it, it just felt weird
0: they could have had the little Kang bots the the bad the the, the white screen guys like crawling on me and he goes hugging her and he goes oh sorry I still got a few bad guys on me that something anything or he's holding he's holding one of the ships oh I forgot about that ah you see you hear them get thrown big anything. laughs on the audience ha, have, ha, he's still big
1: they have those like big houses that can fly around yeah. that, mm-hmm. and shoot things they could have one of those on set you could have a small person standing by their foot you could have anything but there was absolutely nothing except an alien planet that you have no reference to the size I, It's like we all know destroyed that... so it's all rubble just sure. hanging around There's...
0: we we know that they like we know that like Kang is the size of a human. We know that, like, in comparison to all the other actors, all these people are these size. So when he's stomping around and kicking their ships and, and hitting the guys, like, yeah, I get it. He's big. It's not like there's no scale, but mm-hmm. so often, especially in this quantum realm that's unfamiliar, yeah, you completely lose it. You lose the fun of it. He they become small and they're running along the ground in this other place, and it just it just loses all of that specialness, I feel like. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to mention, I because I mentioned the little guards. Are they called Kang bots or or what are they called? The little, what are they're they called? Citizens? They're called
1: kangosaurs.
0: Kang. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they were so stupid and ineffective, and they sound really dumb too. They have like a digitally, like, whoa, oh, no, like kind of like a weird voice. Like she's like, give me the bridge coat, and he's like, I'll die first. And it's like, I, I divined. You know, I, I mind read him. Oh. I know he's that thing's like. Oh damn it! And then they throw him away, and they do this. It kind of sounds like when you die in a video game. Is what they sound like. And I was like, I,
1: I totally. Why forgot. are these the,
0: the the these are supposed to be imposing? Like, you know, it was even scarier. Like, actually scary. Like the tatari from Avengers One. Gross, ugly aliens that have armor and fly around and are and are creepy. And you're like, ew. Are they gonna? Are they just gonna like punch you until you die, or like eat you alive? Like they look freaky. The 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 menacing guys from. Uh, uh, Endgame, the ones that are like dying to get through the shield in you know, in the uh, why can't I think of Wakanda, Wakanda, where it's like, oh, these guys are creepy and gross, like minions to have for a bad guy. I think what he, the fuck are these guys?
1: I mean, I, I think those two are examples of, of them also done poorly. I think this is a bigger like a I, I I agree like maybe they're maybe they're worse. I'm just saying if but...
0: those guys were escorting a prisoner to a thing, they're not going to get their ass kicked multiple times, I don't mm-hmm. think.
1: They're uh, like like when yeah. Hawkeye's
0: running away from them in the tunnels and like shooting arrows, he's like, "Holy fuck, I don't want these guys to catch up to me." I'm not saying that like they're the best example of like a a th- you know, a thug for a villain, but they were so nothing to me that that's
1: uh, that's right i think that's what nails it because i totally forgot who you were even talking about i was like kangba what is he what are you talking about they just look like a ipod commercial i don't know they look like a a video game character who rollerblades around really fast or something like that It's, it's just it is one of those things where and i think marvel has this is one of the major problems is they feel the need to create a massive army in every single movie that they do and they do that by filling out a bunch of the most fucking generic trash throwaway characters like uh you can't remember them after you finish the movie and there is no point in doing it and it doesn't even make it exciting at the time it's just distracting stuff going on in the background it's not going to sell any more toys. Like, nobody, no kid's going to give a shit that, hey, this, this, like, uh, character that, like, if you hadn't seen the thing, you would think probably they're from Tron. You know, they're not from Ant Man and the Wasp. But, like, stop, stop doing it. Stop making armies of generic. It doesn't, like, you can kill thousands of them and you do. Like, that's the point of them. But none of them has any impact on anyone. Like, you, you don't care. That they're there, you don't care when they're not there. There's no way for a human to care about any of those characters when they're watching. Also, what are
0: they? Are they like are they humanoid? Are they like robots? Or does it just sound like that because they're in suits? Like, what are?
1: I think the description was like they were part of the worlds that he's conquered previously,
0: and he just brings them along. I mean, like crashed there by himself.
1: They all look exactly the same. Yeah, they can't be from
2: other worlds he's conquered because that was that's when he was exiled. I just, I don't understand why he has them around. They're inept. Like it, if anything, <laughs> if there's anything Especially that, compared to him, that's he's just like, yeah. OP and
0: can shoot beams and kill anything in he two seems, seconds.
2: He like, seems to have no patience for anything. That's not like him. And he has all these inept guards that like he employs. These are people that he chooses to let, you know, he's like, take them away for me. And it's like, these are numbskulls. Why are you employing numbskulls? Like it, it, cuts the teeth out of kang too to like for him to be like yeah you you idiots you take care of this
0: i have a pitch i was just thinking about this a second ago max i wasn't really listening to you i was just (laughs) i was thinking about something else i'm just kidding i was listening but i was sort of thinking like what do i want from this what could have made this different and better number one more time on earth yeah i'm surprised i'm saying that but like that's what I liked about the other Ant-Mans is they're more grounded. All of the stuff is happening in our world. And it's Ant-Man getting big and small in an environment that we're familiar with. Number one. Number two, I already mentioned the time. Time. Something we both don't have, Mr. Lang. I can give it back to you. Blah, blah, blah. Actually make it about time. He is doing an experiment where he goes into the quantum realm and realizes if I'm in the quantum realm for five minutes, but this much time passes in the real world, what if I could reverse that? What if I could somehow manipulate it where I could go back a stretch of time? And then have it fuck up, which sounds like this is going to be kind of like the Flash movie. Have it fuck up. He goes back to get Cassie and be, and, you know, have more time with her. It messes something up. Something is different. He doesn't have his powers. The Avengers don't happen. All sorts of stuff. He's going, jumps back in the quantum realm to try and correct it. Goes back to the future. It's weird again. But keep it more on the Earth, and yeah. have the the actual Ant, you know, uh, Ant-Man powers be more reflective of what's going on, and then have Kang be some guy that's like a, either a scientist he finds in the quantum realm or someone from earth. And a, for a variant of Kang who's like, I can help you. I've been actually studying since I heard you went to the quantum realm. I've been studying this. And at the end of the movie, after he's helped Cassie or whatever, big reveal, Ant-Man has accidentally helped this variant guy learn like the Kang tech or whatever. He needs to start conquering this version of him. That would be a decent way to introduce him too where it's like, Hey, this guy seems kind of cool. Uh-oh, he's actually bad. Instead of he's bad from the get go, basically other than when he first saves, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, and I don't know, I just feel like something like that would have been a better, this is just such a I
1: I think, I think those ideas
0: reveal for the new phase, in my opinion
1: I think those ideas could have been good if they had happened before Loki season 1, where they already have the other variant of uh, of Kang, who you know, could be good, but ends up being bad and also the time travel that they did in, what was it, Endgame? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah where you go back and uh, Oh, it's a America, captain America versus another captain America sure. Hulk is, you know, like slightly different now than he used to be. And yeah. So like, I think probably those things would get X based on, Hey, we've done that before. We can't do it again.
2: Yeah. I think, um, yes. Having, and you know, again, that this was the, this was like sort of the, the worst Kang cause all the other Kangs thought this one was so bad that they exiled into the quantum realm and they, and they then. beat him. <laughs> so like man beat him yeah so like are and, the rest of the kang's like are I, they not as bad as this
0: one like i just i knew there were other variants but if you had told me that like i would have bet you a million dollars that the kang we got in this movie was kang period this is the one that would go on to be in kang dynasty and fighting out these other guys and that's not the case mm-hmm. and seeing the council of kang's those fucking those three guys like it was just so funny looking like i know and i know those are like That's what they look like, basically. Those are versions from the comics. Those are like, you know, established Kangs. But it was so silly to me. And the other weird thing of it is this Kang is really bad. He's been conquering all these worlds. We need to exile him. But he's like, all of my other guys are bad because they're, they're doing these multiversal wars. And we see kind of the... The Loki season one kind of timeline splitting. We see explosions. Oh, they're causing all this chaos. Well, I have seen this perfect ring of time. I've seen the start and the end of time, and that's what I'm trying to do. Is I'm trying to unify it. I know the, the proper course for everything. And if and if I don't get out of here, something bad is going to happen. And that's what that Scott Scott even says at the end. Wait a minute. He said something bad would happen if he didn't get out. So what did I do? Wait, did I just do a bad thing? Oh, uh, mm, oh, actually, never mind. It's fine. And it's like. So what was the better version of this? That like this Kang should have gotten out. You should have taken a deal with him. I, I don't understand. Yeah. Or, if, which if, version if, of Kang are we going to get? I, I just I am not ex- I'm not excited for those three knuckleheads plus the million others fighting the Avengers right, right now at least. Mm-hmm. And, and not to mention we should we're probably going to get a recast or whatever. I I don't know.
2: Yeah. It also, I think, Robert, your idea of, like, them kind of futzing around with the timeline and stuff could have been a good, like, storyline excuse as to why they recast Cassie. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. the beginning of the movie, it's the the endgame actress, and then by, like, you know, a quarter of the way through the movie, when they start futzing with the timeline, she's different because they've been futzing with the timeline. Now she's Catherine Newton.
0: It shows her get the letter from Marvel saying, sorry, you've been recast, (laughs) but, you know, going a different direction. If you wanted, like,
2: you could even, like, it could be it could, like, you could sort of retcon that that's why Rhodey looks different from the first movie to the second movie, you know? Like, other than, hey, we just Next recast... Time, <laughs> yeah, Yeah, and, like, same with Ed Norton. Like, it's just, this is there have been timeline futzes from the beginning that we're just unaware of, and, like, that's a... That is a plausible reason. You could have done it in this movie of, like, because Kang has been futzing with these timelines and stuff, she's a different person. She looks different now.
0: Sure. It's still Which, And, again, I... I see your point too, like Max and Andrew. Like as far as like, okay, like we're kind of in the we're in the alternate dimensions and realms kind of part of Marvel now, and and they've just done they've done time travel, so maybe we're not going to do time travel. I get that. I that's fair to be like we're not going to also do time travel in this. But I just feel like the marketing really implied, and his mm-hmm. whole promise to Lang is. Yeah. We're missing time. You know, no time doesn't basically be stopped here. Like, and it turns out when they come back, like no time, as far as we can tell, has passed. They come back the instant they left, Mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So it just seems weird to like talk about that and imply that that's a thing that can happen. And then it it never pays off in any way. And we're not even sure if it could. Like if Kang can also traverse time, he could go back to the beginning of this whole thing and just like stop it from happening. It's also weird to me where he's like, I've killed all these Avengers. Or are you the one with the hammer? You know how many rebellions I've put down? This is just nothing to me. And the thing that ends up killing him is smart, smarter ants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smarter ants do it. Which I did kind of like that Like the ants landed there early and then had time to like develop into the society. Like That's kind of fun. Yeah. And you're keeping the ants in the picture, which is good. I Because I, I think like the ant stuff in the first movie is really fun. It's just bizarre to me. I, think, I don't know, man. I also
2: think a better version of this movie is... You know, because so they get sucked in because Cassie is looking for a way to communicate with the quantum realm. They all get sucked in like three minutes of the movie. I think one one way or the other, either it's the Pims and and Hope they get sucked into the quantum realm, and then Scott and Cassie are on the outside, and then they go find a variant of Kang that they don't know is Kang to like help them, and then they accidentally let him in the quantum realm, and that's where this all starts. So there's sure. time for them to be on earth, there's time for them to interact with the the three friends or vice versa. Hope and the and the Pims are the ones that are left on earth and Scott and Cassie get sucked in the quantum realm. So there's like a split. So you have stuff that happens on earth and then one of the two of them makes a deal with Kang without realizing it's Kang. And then yeah. that's how they mm-hmm. let in, him into the quantum realm in this whole you can do the whole thing. But instead of having this like convoluted backstory that Janet used to know Kang and they, she sort of enabled him to become like the conqueror down there. Just, it's too messy. It's too messy. Mm -hmm. And it, Mm -hmm. because of it sticking in the quantum realm for the whole two hours and however many minutes, it just didn't feel like an Ant-Man movie. And I feel like having it partially on earth could have helped it be more of an Ant-Man movie than it was.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: Um, Any final thoughts before we head out?
1: I'm exhausted.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm just, I've been waiting to talk to you guys about this
0: before. And I know I'm, I'm coming at it harder than you guys are. It's just like, I think it's just like disappointing. Yes. I think it's a bad way to start a new phase. I think it took a lot of what I liked about the other Ant-Man movies out of it. Ruined like the scale. Um, I didn't think the, the daughter was a bad actress, but I just thought, like, she also just didn't... I felt like this was kind of, like, a lackluster debut for her, and I, I don't know, I was just kind of, like, bummed that... What is she... What, also, what is her name? Is she Stinger? What's her what's the her hero name? I forget. She didn't say it in the movie, but she is, like, in the comics. Lil' Ant? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Lil, <laughs> Lil' Ant. Yeah. Um, it's...
0: It, it just feels like... I mean, obviously, Gun is such a reason for this, but, like, I cannot wait for you guys to see Guardians 3, because... I cannot believe these are in the same universe.
2: Stinger, just, Stinger is right, just
0: completely yeah. different levels of quality and, and heart and, and, and just like visually just is even more strike. I, I want you guys to see it so bad so we can talk about it. Cause it's, yeah. it's wild. And especially like ant was the last Marvel movie in theaters I saw before guardians. And I was just like, I can't believe it. Like, I can't it, believe
1: this is, what the fuck the is, is DC about to become the watchable one?
0: It's- yeah possibly I, if Gunn can get out of his own way because i like Gunn and i like the stuff he's done or the guardians he's done for marvel i liked his um suicide squad but i wonder i wonder being kind of like the one who's heading it up all up it feels like he might be stretching himself thin he's like i'm doing this new superman but also i'm doing this writing this show about these you know these eight, you know, oh, I forget what that one's called, but it's like, you know, the eight warriors or whatever. But is, whatever.
1: That, is that not the position that Kevin Feige was in? I guess he never like, Feige's not actually like, directed. Yeah, exactly.
0: He's he's handing it off to people and he's the, he's, his hand is on the wheel, but he's not. And who knows? I mean, maybe he really is on, over some people's shoulders on certain projects, but I, so I'm, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic because God, I would love a fucking fun, good Superman movie. God, I would love for DC to get, good treatments of things. I don't mm. hate DC, the brand. I hate the vision of Snyder and the, and what it did to the, their cinematic universe. Yeah. Um, I've always loved DC and Marvel since I was a kid. I was probably DC before Marvel. And but, I feel um, like the
1: gun is drawing from the right, uh, DC stuff from what I've, what I'm seeing, like the interesting stories, the stuff that like really has a lot of potential. Not just and that, but seems to get the characters even yes, better. exactly.
0: And 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 I know that's a thing of like, well, there's a million different versions of Superman. You can't really just do the best. There is no perfect version. It's like, yeah, I've no Superman's killed before. I know he's been bad before. I know some versions he's in Russia and some versions he's, he's in Kansas. And this version he uses his lasers and lobotomizes Doomsday. And this version he would never hurt a fly. But like. So I agree that you can tweak it, but I do think there is a core part of Superman or elements of him across different interpretations that makes him good. So I'm confident that he will look at all that and give it to people. He's doing the Superman, but like will also give products to people that understand it. Whereas to take it back to Ant-Man, this feels like, yeah, it was drawing from like comic book references. And yeah, Bill Murray's character is actually a guy from the comics. And yeah, Kang has been in the quantum realm and blah, blah, blah. But like it just felt so it, it, this truly felt like the Marvel machine to me in action more mm. so than other works that I've seen of theirs recently where it just felt like checking boxes. We've got to do a yep. third Ant-Man and he's going to be the one to kick off Kang in the new phase. It's like, okay, I guess I, you know, it, like you said, Drew, I I don't think it other than it being in the quantum realm and it didn't have to be, that was the only reason that seemed to, they seemed to need to have the Kang or Ant-Man connections. Like, well, he's been in the quantum realm, so we'll have Kang in the quantum realm. And there you go. It's like, yeah, like I said, he could have been a guy on earth. Mm-hmm. Something's happening on earth or something's happening somewhere they inadvertently help him, you know, gain his footing to become, you know, the, the bad Kang or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's just frustrating.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So frustrating. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, <sighs> buddy. <everybody. laughs> thanks for listening to our therapy <laughs> session on Ant-Man and Quantumania. And uh we'll see you next time for D&D. Yes, I hope so. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.